Welcome to the Wandering Bard podcast. You are listening to an extract from an interview with writer Yvonne Patalfelton. There's been so many breakthrough moments for me. And like one was handing in my PhD thesis, but I do remember like handing it to the publisher to bind it. And my youngest was with me because in my head, it was like this, you know, this big family like moment. And the guy was like saying to my youngest, I can't remember how long he was at that time, but he was like, so you must be so proud of your mom, you know, having her thesis. And he was like, yeah, but it's not published, is it? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then, um, so winning the Northern Writers Award was like another breakthrough moment because that was was like, wow, is this such an accomplishment? Then meeting my agent was another breakthrough moment. And then meeting my publisher later was another breakthrough moment. I feel like I've been quite fortunate that there have been quite a few like breakthrough moments. And a lot of them, I mean, are still happening, like hearing someone who's been either touched by a book or thinking about a character or can't let go of a character, which is for me, like such a compliment, because of course, those characters live with you for, you know, for so long and then to hear or have someone tell you that they, you know, they've just stumbled across your book or it's been recommended to them. Another breakthrough moment for me was the first time I saw it in the library. Like growing up, I've loved libraries forever and ever. And so having it on a library shelf, is just like, oh my goodness, it's, it feels like such a, um, like a, such a circle to, to kind of be there as a reader and also be there as a writer. It's just amazing for me. So yeah, there are so many moments that I'm appreciative of. And I feel like there's like more and more. I guess I would say as far as a system, I do like spreadsheets. I don't know why, but I, I quite like spreadsheets. And so I also like Submittable as a database. And also I'm addicted to, as for what my daughter says, I'm addicted to finding funding. So I um, submit things, they might be short stories, but also potential projects so that I can get funding to launch projects and things like that. For short stories, I try, at first I'll do some, like I'll write, right? So it's maybe an idea or a character, um, something that comes to me. And then maybe when I start feeling like, okay, this is really, I've nailed what I wanted to say. I've read it out loud. It sounds um, in the voices of characters, not like me just, you know, reading a book or a story. It does a certain thing. And I, I feel like it's, it's ready. And then I will look for calls. And so who's looking for what? But I also go back to the things I like to read and see, you know, do I want to submit it to this publication or that publication? I love Excel spreadsheets. And so that lets me track what piece is where, like when did I submit it? What was their response? Um, what's their turnaround time? What was that theme? So this it's this spreadsheet of potential publications at any one time. So then when I do submit something, I can track and know, well, do I need to follow up or what was the response and just things like that. For me, that's how I submit stories. And sometimes for me, it's around like contests. Who's looking for what? What's this contest about? Do I have a piece that might already fit it? Do I have a time to write something that doesn't, you know, um, that I don't already have that might fit it? And then am I interested in doing it? I would always research a publication before I submit to it, regardless of what their call is, because I think there's nothing worse than being rejected from a publication that you wouldn't even have read. So it's during that time to, to do that research and 
you find the publications to submit to by looking at what you like to read. I think that's a definitely like a starting point, looking at what you like to read and then look at their guidelines. So what do they also publish? Because then you know that it's a sort of place where you would like to see your work. I would never submit to a publication that I wouldn't read because one, what's the point of that? What's the thrill of that? I would never submit to a publication I wouldn't admit to being published in. Some people will send the same piece to a lot of different publications. For me, I mean, I would only do that if they accepted simultaneous submissions. So I always look at the guidelines to see what's allowed and you know what isn't, because I don't feel like I'm a rule breaker in those ways. So if people say don't submit it simultaneously somewhere else, I look at how long it's going to take them to get back to me and if I can wait that long. I know there's a lot of questions around if you should pay to submit your work. And for some publications, they do charge a fee and that's maybe to pay their readers. And I can respect that because if you've read a bunch of publications or read a bunch of articles or short stories or whatever, and you're doing it as a volunteer or you're not being paid, something that at some point has to give. So I'm fine with paying readers fees. It depends on what they are. It's the same as contests. So depending on how much you can stand to win, you may want to pay to enter a contest. If you don't want to pay for it, there will be plenty of ones that are free. It's just looking at, well, what do you win? Before I enter a contest, I do research and see who has won that. And that lets me know the chances of me or my writing, you know, what chances do I have? Um, Like if I'm entering a contest and I notice that it says it's open to everyone, but I do notice that like everyone who wins is on the West Coast in the U.S., then I have to decide if I'm going to enter that. And, you know, what are the chances of me being the only person who's not from the West Coast winning it? I have to weigh that up. I'm interested in researching before I submit to a publication. One is because I don't like those sort of surprises and being like, oh my goodness, I wouldn't have you know, submitted to this one if I had read or whatever. So when you submit to a publication and they typically advise that you read it first, on one hand, it's like a warning, like <laughs> read it so that you know that you want to be in there, but it's also read it so that you know the sort of things that they publish, which is both for you and for them. As far as submitting for publishers, for me, I did that through an agent. And so my agent would have information about various publishers and she would know what they were looking for, who was interested in what as far as tastes, and then what publishers might be a good fit. If I was doing it without an agent at this, like at whatever stage, then I would look at the things that I like to read and I would see, um, I would read them to find out who publishes them, who their agents are, and what publications they've been in. Because it kind of gives me a bit of a map helps me to either look at, well, this is a possible trajectory. So if so-and-so was published in this publication and this one and this one, maybe those are ones for me to aim for, but also um, who represents them? Well, I know that they might be looking for similar work. And maybe if I think my writing is a bit similar, then that gives me a way in. But also when I contact them to see if they're looking for new writers, then um, I can say, I read this book and I quite enjoyed it because of this, this, this. And then that's, you know, a way in. And the same with publishers, because looking at the books you like to read or that might be a similar style might show you a publisher and an editor that you might be able to work with who kind of might be getting what it is that you do. So it's a lot of research that goes into writing and planning and plotting where you want your your pieces to be published. Thank you so much for listening to The Wandering Bard. I'm your host, editor and producer, Ines G. Labarta, and I want to say thank you to the University of Wolverhampton for supporting this podcast. Our theme music is titled Wanderers, and it's by composer 
Dana Boulet. Please feel free to reach out to us with any comments, any ideas. Please follow us on social media and leave us a good rating on whichever app you've used to listen to this episode. Thank you so much for being there and see you next time.